this bulletin. Tributes pouring for Lionel Morgan, the first indigenous player to represent Australia in rugby league. No campaigners split on seeking treaty negotiations if the voice to parliament is defeated. And the Federal Environment Minister sued for allegedly failing to protect Australia's natural treasures. the first indigenous player to represent Australia in rugby league, rugby league has died aged 85. The winger, who died on Saturday night in Brisbane, played 12 interstate matches for Queensland against New South Wales between 1960 and 1963, scoring 11 tries. Morgan scored a double on debut against France in 1960 before playing two more tests against the nation and was also a player and coach with the winner Manley in the Brisbane Rugby League. In a statement, ARL Commission Chairman Peter Vlandis has described Morgan, who was named in the Australian Indigenous Rugby League team of the century in 2008 as a trailblazer. Prominent no campaigners are split on whether they will seek to pursue treaty negotiations if the voice to parliament is defeated. No campaigner Warren Mandin has said that a successful no vote will make treaties between Indigenous Australians and state and federal governments more likely to be negotiated. No campaigner and Nationals MP Barnaby Joyce, proponent for the voice, do not understand. For, Opponent for the no voice did not understand how significant the change to the constitution would be. We don't take this referendum as a joke. We, are, we think it's incredibly important that people all, us also understand you've got a big, big change to your constitution if this goes through the biggest change in the history of Australia. And um, it's something we've got to really focus on and take seriously because a selected body having that much power at an executive level of our nation based on race is something that so many people, the quiet knows, the quiet knows, and I see them all the time, but the loud yes, the loud knows, the quiet knows have real concerns about this, so divisive, they just want October the 14th to come, October the 14th to go, and to try and then remove the derision. In the meantime, thousands of Australians have rallied across the country on Sunday in support of an Indigenous voice to Parliament. Supporters in favour of the proposal have marched through Australia's state capitals and regional towns ahead of the referendum on the 14th of October. The US campaign has stepped up its presence after a poll showed last week that the constitutionally enshrined advisory body was likely to be rejected, the fifth survey in a row this month to find voters against the change. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek attended one rally in Sydney. She tells Channel 7 she did not expect so many people would attend the rallies nationwide. It was a terrific turnout in Sydney yesterday. Uh, thousands of people, many more than I was expecting, and we saw that pattern repeated right around Australia. So, yes, it was a, a day of great hope, and there were thousands of people there um, saying, vote yes, vote yes to reconciliation, vote yes to recognition, vote yes to listening, vote yes to better advice, vote yes to better outcomes. That's why they were there. And you can find comprehensive information about the referendum by visiting the SBS Voice Referendum portal at www.sbs.com.au slash voice referendum.
The Federal Environment Minister is being taken to court, accused of failing to protect the Great Barrier Reef and Australia's other living treasures from climate harms caused by coal mining. The Federal Court will hear the case against Tanya Plibersek in Melbourne this week, and those behind it say the outcome could have implications for major coal and gas projects across Australia. The Environment Environment Council of Central Queensland is pursuing the minister after she refused its request to reconsider the full scope of climate impacts from two coal mining projects at Narrabri and in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. The companies behind the projects, Whitehaven Coal Subsidiary Narrabri Coal Operations and MACH Energy, have joined the proceedings in support of the minister. A year on from the Optus data breach, the federal government is looking at developing cybersecurity standards and is putting the responsibility on companies and developers to keep Australians safe online. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill tells the ABC that cybersecurity is a defining national security problem for Australia. The minister pointed to similar laws overseas that ensure apps and programs have built-in protections rather than leaving it to the consumer. One of the things that we've seen in countries around the world who are perhaps a bit ahead of us, who have got a bit of a head start on the cybersecurity challenge, is that they are starting to develop standards for how products need to be cybersecure before they can be sold. And Australia has been a little bit behind on these. And so the first thing we need to do is look at those standards that are being developed around the world and understand how we can engage with that process. The Deputy Governor of the Reserve Bank of Australia, Michelle Bullock, will become the first woman to lead the central bank today as she takes over from outgoing Governor Philip Law at the end of his seven-year tenure. Ms Bullock will be expected to finish the task of reducing inflation rates after a sharp surge following the pandemic recovery, with price growth starting to decelerate after 12 interest rate hikes by the Reserve Bank in the last year. Dr. Law, who was appointed under then-treasurer Scott Morrison in 2016, has overseen the economy through the pandemic but faced criticism for successive interest rate increases, with Treasurer Jim Chalmers electing in July to appoint Ms. Bullock to to replace him. Ms. Bullock will also be expected to reform the institution in the wake of an independent review into the RBA released earlier in the year. Survivors of domestic violence could finish could find it easier to seek compensation under proposed family law reforms designed to make the justice system safer and more accessible. Draft legislation and a consultation paper released by the federal government proposed that family violence be considered an important factor in property disputes and settlements. Inquiries have found challenges facing the justice system include problems with with responding to family, child abuse and neglect, overly complex and confusing laws, financial hardship from protracted legal battles and incompetent family law professionals. The Australian Law Reform Commission recommended amendments to family law that allow compensation for the harm caused by family violence by removing barriers to providing evidence. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus says the reforms would send an important message about the long-term harm of violence. The refugee group 12,000 Captive Souls has started a week-long protest outside the office of Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill this morning. The protest is set to run from 9am to 5pm each weekday, demanding faster refugee visa processing times. 
spokesperson Maggie Marsai and her daughter Tanya, among between 10,000 and 12,000 asylum seekers in Australia, rejected under the fast track system and left in limbo for 11 years on a bridging visa. High school student Tanya Mirsai tells SBS News this process is unjust. Instead of like focusing on my schoolwork, I've been put in a position where I have to worry about like coming to protests and negotiating my rights with like MPs and government representatives. I believe this is really unfair and very unfortunate circumstances. Sucks that no one's here to listen to us. No one cares enough to look out for us. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has visited the Italian island of Lampedusa, which is struggling with a surge in migrant arrivals and promised a 10-point EU action plan to help Italy deal with the situation. Ms. von der Leyen was accompanied by Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni and the car carrying them to Lampedusa's migrant reception centre was briefly blocked by locals protesting over the burden facing the island. One of the residents of Lampedusa, Giandamino Lombardo, says the island is under siege by migrants. Today it's a besieged island. I've been there in this situation in the past most likely. Considering the processes of the last 30 years, we will be there in the future as well. This is why we would like the small community to be made safe through ships that protect the island, through swift local management. Nearly 126,000 migrants have arrived in Italy so far this year, almost double the figure by the same date in 2022. The small island of Lampedusa has recently seen a sharp rise in the number of people arriving by boat, with more than 7,000 landing this week, more than the island's permanent population. And to sport in rugby, defiant Wallabies coach Eddie Jones insists Australia's World Cup dreams are not over despite their shock loss to Fiji. Eddie Jones believes the team can turn their form around to trump Wales and still move through to the quarterfinals. Crushing 22-15 in their first loss to Fiji in 69 years and their first ever at a World Cup leaves the Australians in danger of missing the tournament playoffs for the first time. The undermanned Australians couldn't match the power and pace of the Pacific Islanders who said they entered the match with what they called a do-or-die mentality after their heartbreaking first loss to Wales. The Wallabies will need to take the same mindset into their third match against the unbeaten Welsh team next Monday. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 29, Perth, partly cloudy 19, Adelaide also partly cloudy 24, Melbourne cloudy 21, Hobart mostly sunny 17, Albury-Wodonga partly cloudy 27, Canberra mostly sunny 28, Wollongong sunny 35, Sydney much the same 30, Newcastle also sunny 33, Brisbane partly cloudy 26, Townsville sunny 27, Keynes a shower 227, Alice Springs sunny 33, Darwin also sunny 33 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands a sunny day ahead at the top of 28 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Yeah. <laughs> 
SBS is Australia's most trusted multilingual broadcaster. Our listeners are loyal, highly engaged and have supported countless local businesses. We offer advertising packages for businesses of all sizes. Our experienced sales team will guide you through the process of owning a great campaign. Bring your own ad or have our production team make you something in one of our 68 languages. Start the conversation with your new audience today. Email sales at sbs.com.au.